0: Welcome to the Medical Spa Marketing Show, a podcast dedicated to helping you market your medical aesthetic practice, be it a skincare clinic, plastic surgery, dermatologist, and of course, our medical class. Even if you don't fall into one of these categories, I guarantee you'll find value here. Hey, my name is Pam Curry. I'm a digital marketer and I've helped businesses just like yours grow and scale online. And I'm here to help you learn all the tips and tricks on how to get your medical span noticed on social media, increase your visibility on Google, generate leads through different channels, and optimize marketing automations so it works for you while you sleep. Get ready to see successful results in no time. All right, let's do this. In today's episode, it's going to be a good one, we're going to talk about how you can get more consultation requests, bookings and have people reach out to you from your website. We all know we work hard to get people to visit our website, it is not easy, we produce all the content on social media, we get somebody to do an amazing website for us and then crickets. So. In today's episode, we are going to turn those crickets into conversions. And when you hear me talking about conversion, I mean that somebody has clicked to make an appointment, they've sent a form, they've clicked on your email address to email you or they've clicked on your phone number, so it's an action that somebody should be taking on your website. So every time I hear or every time you hear me talking about conversion, That's exactly what I'm talking about. As with everything we do on this podcast, I'm going to break it down into simple, actionable steps that you can take to improve your website conversions that lead to more prospects and more clients and more patients for your practice. We'll give you some ideas of how you can improve your website. So your website does a lot of selling for you and you can get back to doing what you do best, providing the best service. All right, let's kick it off. So first one up is identify what is causing... People to abandon your website without converting. They've come to your website from one of your traffic sources, be it organic, paid, social media. What is actually stopping them from taking the action? Finding the right information? Is the website too complicated? Let's talk about a nice tool that I have for you. It's called Hotjar, and you can just simply put the code onto the back end of your website. If you have somebody who manages the website, you can just ask them to install Hotjar for you. And what you can do here is Hotjar records your website. So when somebody's actually on your website, it will record what they are doing. So you can see from the user's point of view, why are they not converting? So they land on a certain page. You can see their kind of mouse moving around, what they're hovering over, following the path. But the best part about it is you actually see where they end their, their journey. And by seeing what's stopping them from taking action right in front of your eyes. So you don't need to be looking into analytics or wondering what's going on. You can see straight up, hey, these people are not converted on my website because they are trying to book or see the errors in front of you. So you can see they're looking for information and they're not finding the information that they need to get in order to proceed. Just because you know your website inside out, it makes sense to you. It's always a great idea to have somebody new go through it and be able to ask them, can you find the information if you're looking to book a service or you're looking to get information? By using a tool like Hotjar, you can simply go through and see what's going on. And obviously, you may not have the time to be able to look through Hotjar. And it's one of those tasks that needs no technology, no how, so you can get one of your assistants to do this for you. You'll be surprised what you find here. People clicking on something that they think is a button. Maybe they click on a button that no longer works. You see it looks distorted on the website. So it will show you the device they're on if they are on mobile, if they are on their desktop, or if they're on like an iPad or a tablet. You will see how your website looks to them. And sometimes that's not what you see. So it gives you the opportunity to be able to improve the performance of your website from the user's point of view. And that's really important. So having somebody sit down and watch the recording will show you what improvements you can make. And then it actually shows you that you can filter by different amount of time and actions that somebody was on your website. So if somebody was on your website for five minutes, that user it should be looked differently compared to the user that was on for 10 seconds. You get to see where they attempted to go, you following their journey, where it ended up and when. They left the website. You can kind of see why they left the website. They get all the information. Did the page not load? How good or bad was the user experience? It's a really insightful tool to be able to see what's happening and make improvements based on the user's experience. Again, that tool is Hotjar, hotjar hotjar.com. You can sign up for a free trial and there is an actual free version depending on the number of visitors you have coming to your website. All right, next up. I want you to make it easy for visitors to find the information that they're looking for. Every single medsvah that you work with, this is always a culprit in why they're not converting, is people are not providing the information that people are looking for. Don't expect somebody to pick up the phone or send you an email to find the answers to their questions. And a big one always is cost. And if you... Don't do anything else, but listen to this one piece of advice from this episode is tell people how much your services cost. It's never a money issue. So even if you are the most expensive provider in your area, by telling somebody the price of your services, you're giving them the ability to make a decision. Whereas people who do not give the price, you're making the decision for them. You're telling them, hey, I don't want you here. Whereas I know some people think, oh, wait, let them reach out to us because then we can convert them. Then we can make the sale. Or some people have a bad money mindset and say, oh, I'm most expensive. So I'm not going to put the price on my website, which is totally wrong. People who put prices on their website will convert more than people who do not. If you do not give somebody the answer to why or how much services, they will go somewhere who. We'll tell them how much a service is. And before you tell me, okay, it depends. Because like if it's some services, yes, the price does depend. But if it does depend, I want you to list out the factors of this is the range of our pricing. It starts at this and it runs to this. And here are the cost factors that determine the pricing of the service. So for instance, if you were talking about Botox and you're not in like Ireland or the UK where you're pricing per area and we're looking at units that you tell people a certain amount of units that are expected to go into an area or kind of a typical spend would be. Just don't include call for, call for pricing or making people try to work hard to figure it out because that is the number one conversion killer. Every time I work with somebody, it tends to be the, the first thing that we fix is talking about cost and when you talk about cost it gives you the opportunity to educate people about what goes into cost and then it gives you the opportunity to educate people about why you are more expensive if that's the case over other people like what goes into somebody's pricing and bonus points if you do talk about pricing you're very likely to appear in position zero position zero is when you google and the answer is already pre-populated before somebody has to click through to a link. So it's the most prime real estate that you can have on Google. People in your area are Googling, how much is sculpting, How much is Botox? How much is filler? And if you're the one providing the answer, guess whose website they're going to land on. So that's free leads coming to you just because you're providing people with the right answers. Okay. Next up, point three. I want you to use clear and concise language. On your website, more importantly, I want you to use language that your patients in your clinic come to you and say, you know, their concerns and their pain points. So this is your opportunity to use what they tell you right back at them in their copy so they know they're in the right place. They know you're the one who can help them. And then it breaks down the barrier of trying to sift through the information. One of the most important aspects of this is. Do not use medical jargon. I know there is opportunities when when you're looking at some services like PRP that you can get very jargon-like content. I want you just to break it down into simple terms. Like how would you explain it to a seven-year-old? What would you tell them? Use that kind of language and keep it simple and concise. And that will go a long way to actually wanting to inquire with you or go ahead and book their services online. Please don't be using the general copy that is provided to you by the companies that, that are your vendors because their copy is very generic. Everybody has it on the website and it's not conversion copy either. It's just informational copy. And the same goes for the images that they have. While they are good, if you have no images, kind of work towards having real people on your website do not have the stock images for example InMode provide great before and afters of morpheus on face and the neck but the media that they provide is so stock imagery like and i see so many people on instagram using it and that's not what going to get some someone to convert to see that jessica simpson has been using morpheus They want to see real people with real issues. The more you can have real people with their before and afters on your website, the more people can resonate with them. And when people can resonate, they're like, this is the service provider for me. So yes, you might have to use them in the meantime, just to have some before and afters and some media on your website. But do get yourself working towards, hey, we're going to get before and afters. We're going to get people to sign waivers. There are ways around it that you can have different levels of your waivers for what imagery can be used, but generally speaking, people are happy to be able to use them. And then some, you will have to black out their eyes or whatever way there is work around, so work towards getting real people on your website. So if you're still here and you're making your list of what you need to do, the next one is I want you to create a user friendly design that is visually appealing. The number one culprit I see in this area is big blocks of text. Nobody is going to read your big blocks of text. They will when they're at the stage of, okay, I'm diving deep into learning and researching, but people will just scan your website. If you're just thinking they are going left to right, left to right, left to right, it's the subheadings that are gonna pop out, the bolded text that's gonna pop out. And as I said earlier with the the first point for making sure the user experience is good, you'll see how your website looks on different devices. So it should be very easy for people to scroll through and have a great layout that your image text, image text, shouldn't be scrolling for two like finger strokes on your phone to be saying, okay, it's still all text because mountains of text is just a waste of time. While it might be good for SEO initially, because when Google search it, they crawl your website and they're looking and they're like, okay, this is good. What will happen in that instance is, somebody is searching for filler near me. They come onto your website. Your website is just a block of text. The person jumps back from your website back to Google. And that is the number one killer for ranking on Google you've basically, the user has basically told Google, I searched for filler near me and this person is not providing me with the answers. So you're going to go down in the rankings and that's not going to get you to where you want to be in the long run. Well, your homework for this section is go through your website and see if it's nice broken up, we have no mountains of content, You've got your images in there. People can go to the menu bar. They can scroll through and they can get around no matter what device they are on. Moving on, I think we're on number five now. I want you to look at your website from a lead capture point of view. Not everybody is always ready for the conversion at the time. So sometimes we have to make sure we have the ability to retarget those people or follow up with an email. So a great way to do this is just to ensure that you have some kind of lead magnets or some kind of way to get people to opt into your list. Now, I'm not talking about in the footer of your website, you have sign up for newsletters that probably converts that 1% of visitors. And then you need to be able to make sure you are following up even with those 1%. You need to be gearing towards getting somebody's information while they are on your website. And as I said earlier, if you're going to have visitors come to your website, we know sometimes it's a process. You want to have the ability to remarket them using paid traffic. So you need to make sure that your pixels are on there for Facebook, Google, all the fun things so you can actually follow those people around. I am going to have to break up this into a two-part episode because we're already around the 15-minute mark and as I promised that, these episodes will be No more than 15 to 20 minutes. So you can just get the bite-sized content so you can take action. I'm going to leave you with the most important aspect of conversions, i.e. getting the people to make a booking, a service request, a consultation, etc. I want you to be able to measure your conversions. Because what's good about doing all the, the pieces we listed today, if you're not actually Measuring your conversion. Do you know how many visitors come to your website? What percentage of those people will visit the BookNet page or the Contact Us page? And then from there, you want to be looking at how many people who actually got to the Contact Us page filled in the form, clicked to email, clicked to call. Then we want to know about overall how many people convert on our website. Is it 1%? Is it less than 1%? How many people are taking the desired action? All this can be done inside Google Analytics and also backed up by your paid traffic measurements. So you can identify that, say, somebody signs up for a consultation. You should have a thank you page, not just the piece of text that will say thank you for filling in the form. You should have a thank you page that somebody gets to see after they filled in the form. And that's the simplest way to start measurement is redirecting to a URL. So you know that anybody who hits the page, yourmedspa.com forward slash thank you is somebody who has completed a form. So you're able to measure that domain, like that URL, the thank you page is one conversion. And you can set up some goals in Google Analytics. Now, this is more advanced. You might need some help for this part. But even if you're able to simply say to yourself in Google Analytics, Set that thank you page as a goal. You'll be able to look at your Google Analytics from an overview and say, okay, a thousand people visited my website and only 10 people took a conversion action. All right. Yes, it's not great, but it gives you your kind of base to work off. So you can start to optimize and move forward and move towards a higher conversion rate. Are we looking at the right traffic sources? Is it because my website is not laid out nicely? Is it because I'm not answering people's questions that they're not reaching out for consultations or booking? If you are not measuring your conversions, you are in the dark about what's happening. You wouldn't treat your med spa that way when it says, okay, well, how many many rooms are not being fully optimized today? What services are underutilized? Yeah, you're going to try and do everything you can to make sure those numbers are what they are at. The same goes for your website. So if you're not tracking the actions that you need to know on your website, you're just going to assume something's not working. Oh, I tried paid ads, didn't work. Oh yeah, I did a campaign with somebody, didn't see results from that. But if you turn it on its head, then you're able to say, okay, Everybody who comes from social media has a higher conversion rate, comes from organic or people who come from referral websites. You're able to even break down your traffic source to be able to know who are your high converters so you can get behind more. So if you know people coming from your Instagram link and bio are converting more than the people who are coming from Facebook are converting more than the people are coming from YouTube, you're able to make informed decisions. And not just guessing, even if somebody did a mailer campaign and they don't have anything to measure, they will just assume it didn't work. If you do not have data, you are never going to be able to make the right decisions. So just as important as it is for you to have your data inside your med spa from the day to day, you need to have your data for your website. And I'm going to do a whole other episode about setting up your data. I'll do a little mini training and then you guys can access that as well because Not knowing your numbers is going to be the debt of your website to get the conversions, to get where you want to go. I absolutely love doing this. And even if you use um, a third party tool for your scheduling, generally speaking, you can pop a bit of code onto the back end of that. So you can measure who is the biggest lifetime value kind of clients, who booked an appointment, who registered as a new client. There's so many aspects of measurement. I know I've already, (laughs) I think we've gone over the 20 minute mark because I could literally talk data forever. So this is the end of part one of how you can get more people to make bookings on your website. I will do part two and hopefully we'll cover off the rest of the ways there so you can enhance your website and optimize. You can access the show notes if you go to vibrantmarketing.net forward slash one. I will pop all the tools in there, any links or resources that should go along with here. I've done the work for you so you don't have to go and scramble to make sure that you got everything that's in here. So vibramarketing.net forward slash one, get you all the information that you need to know. I hope you go and put some of these into action that you don't just listen and say, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, I need to do that. Make sure you go and take action. And if you do take action... I want you to let me know because that's always the reward for creating the content is knowing that people are actually going to put into action what you know that works so until next time friends take care thank you for tuning in to the medical spa marketing show my goal is to empower and inspire you to take your medical aesthetic practice to the next level Don't forget that success requires dedication and hard work. But with the right mindset and strategy, anything is possible. So go out there and make it happen, friend. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode. So you can gain more valuable insights and tips on how to market your medical aesthetic practice. In the meantime, you can follow us over on Instagram at vibrantmarketingonline. Talk to you soon.